Hello out there. Welcome to our podcast today. I am Eric Johnson, the brand. And it's Coach Aaron, the source. Hey guys, today we've got a um, special athlete with us. We're actually, you know, we're talking about uh, our signed series. Uh, we did one with Isaiah Thompson, uh, who was uh, going to uh, Fresno State. And now we've got another athlete <laughs> going to Fresno State. And that's uh, Noah Zirkel. I'd like to probably talk about this in terms of, um, I'd entitle it one year or two years later and what the difference can make in an athlete who just makes the decision that moving to the next level is what they want. And uh, Noah is a great example of that. Noah and uh, actually a, a good buddy of his is twin EJ McGrew. Um, as a <laughs> as a as a coach um, um, or, or trainer, it was great having. You know, you can have a Batman and Robin, but it's even better to have two Batmans uh, coming in there because uh, these two guys were tied at the hip and and just really went after it pretty much a year and a half straight. And the uh, the change has been has been great, and I definitely want to mention uh, their pitching coach Jeff Pick, who's played a great part in in developing these guys and 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 managing them and moving them along from the technical aspect. But I've really enjoyed um, working with these guys from a physical point. Um, Noah's at St. Mary's College High School, and uh, he's a senior. Again, moving on to Fresno State, and I've got some of his stats here. Uh, season stats, 10 and one, 60 innings, 16 earned runs, 89 Ks, a 1.86 ERA, uh, two complete games, one of them being a no hitter to win the NCS championship against St. Joe's. Talk about having a banner senior year. Uh, his velo sitting at 87 to 90 and actually peaked at 91 earlier this season. So you, you can't write a better <laughs> story for an athlete. So let's kind of rewind back a couple of years and just kind of tell us who you were as an athlete, your mindset, and, uh, and, and kind of, you know, slowly we'll move us forward and we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, so freshman year, I had a great season numbers-wise. I won pitcher of the year. I was the number one starter halfway through the season, and that was a team full of nine seniors. So I had a big role to play on the field, but off the field, I did absolutely no training. I was afraid of the weight room because I sucked. I didn't want to embarrass myself, and I was just a pure athlete, like, I, not an athlete, I was a pure baseball player. I had no athletic ability. I, wasn't I threw 82 miles an hour, but I could locate, so it worked. And nothing much changed going into sophomore year. I got a little, got in a little better shape, but it wasn't like I was doing anything special. I was throwing like 84 and my coaches sat me down. I can still remember this, we're in Arizona. And they go, you have all the natural ability in the world, but you won't do anything if you don't change your body. And that next fall, I was like, 
All right, here we go. Pick put me on with Aaron. And ever since then, I can still remember first day, we were just talking about this, doing the, the boxes. After the first round, I had to step outside for about 15 minutes because I was winded. I thought I was going to throw up. I thought, why is Pick doing this to me? <laughs> Every day since then, it got easier and easier and better and better. I could see and feel a physical change. But the biggest thing for me was probably the mental side because I always was a competitor. I hate losing. I hate like just not being the best on the field. But I was immature. I was a, a kid. And Aaron not only turned me into a physical presence, but I was much more focused. I was much more like attention to detail oriented instead of just going out and having fun. It was like a set routine, a set schedule, doing everything on time so I could put the work in. And that's not just in the weight room. That was school. That was with things at home. So it made me a better athlete. It made me more physical, but it also made me a more adult-like person. And it, that's helping me out going on to the next level. I got to be I gotta be an adult and now I feel like I'm prepared not only for the baseball field but for the outside of that. So coming into coming into junior year, it was a completely different type of thing. It was like I stepped out on the mound and I was like, I'm going to dominate you, not only with my stuff, but with my mindset, with my attitude. And that's what I did for 26 and two-thirds innings until my forearm and my elbow decided to stop working. And I strained my flexor tendon and I partially tore my UCL and all everything I had worked for, everything that was rising up and becoming of what it was going to be stopped for three months. And from the, I had a decision, it was either like quit, like stop just because I'm working so hard, but I can't play or I can just be like, all right, minor setback. That's what it was. It was three months off the field, which was the hardest three months because all my friends were in Arizona having fun. Like EJ was texting me and my buddy, he was just like, yeah, we're having all this fun in Arizona. And I'm like, I'm at home I'm doing nothing because I, I, I can't. And I was in the gym still five days a week. I was PT every morning. I was just staying up on it because I know once I come back, I don't have time to waste because I want to get recruited at the highest level, which I want to do. I can't waste a day. So exactly three months after I got hurt, I was back on the field and I was, I touched 86 in my first outing. And after I want to say one month, I was actually a month and a half. I was back up to 90. That was the first time I hit 90 was second weekend of September. Mm -hmm. uh, so even through injury, I could still fight through it and still continue to work hard at game speed with Aaron every day, five days a week. PT doing my own stuff and I completely turned it around not only did I get back to where I was I actually got better even though I was hurt so that was that was big for me and also just again fighting through the adversity that I had to do to get to where I'm at it really helped me as a person not just as an athlete so coming back into this year it was kind of like junior year it was like senior season I'm like on paper the best player in our league I have all the expectations in the world for myself, but also just what people have put on me. And I was like, I have no choice but to perform. So <laughs> I did. that's what I did. I, I didn't see any other way. Like I had the highest standards for myself, one bad pitch. And I was like, you're better than that. Come on, like one bad inning. So I had to come back from it, not only for my sake, but also for my team, keeping us in it. I wanted to be that guy that anytime I stepped on the mound, we knew we were going to win. And outside of one outing where I got shelled, that's what it was. 
so I feel like the journey that I was on from September of 2020 till now, now continuing through the summer, it was very up and very down through all the stuff, but I am not the same athlete. I'm not the same person without it. So it's been the biggest part of my success over the last two years. I got a question for you, Noah. This is interesting to me because, you know, being a coach as I am and a private instructor and running EJ Sports and stuff like that and doing stuff with Aaron for over 20 years, where'd you get this mindset, man? That's, you know, your mindset. You know, I remember the first day you walked in there too because I asked and I go, Aaron, who are these two guys? He goes, that's two of Pick's guys, man. I go, well, one of them is outside, man. <laughs> you know, I remember that day. But where do you get that mindset to come to do this, man? Because you're a, you're a unique dude, man. Like guys, I hear guys talk like that. I'm like, I love that. You know, so where did this come from? Where's where's your foundation at, man? Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, I would say three points. One of them being a travel ball team I grew up playing for, Team Cotto down in Palo Alto. Uh, that was... Like, I, I still remember my first practice. It was the weekend before my 10th birthday. And I made an error at first base and they made me run poles for missing ground ball. They were grilling me. It was like, it was, it was like big boy baseball. And I was some little chubby nine-year-old. I was like, I was, <laughs> they put me through the ringer, like mentally, physically. But at the same time, I, like they're probably the most supportive coaches I've ever played for because even when I was down, they still believed in me, but they put me through so much. They put everybody through so much, just like tension detail, not taking a single pitch off, like really instilling that bulldog mindset in me because they that's the only way they knew how to play the game and they rubbed that off on me. So now like when I actually coach a 13-year travel ball team in Oakland, I try to do the same thing for my kids. I try to do the same thing for my teammates just because like that's the way I know how to play baseball. So they were huge in developing that like kind of hard ass in your face style of baseball that I like to play. Uh, Pick was another big, big reason for that because he is the most loving dude ever. He is the sweetest guy, but Back when I was in the middle of my recruiting process, it was, you took one pitch off, he was in your face, like, why are you working this hard just to suck? Why are you <laughs> two hours a day trying to be the best you can be? And that really made me focus. When I was in the middle of like transforming myself, I really took a step back and was like, why am I self-sabotaging when I'm trying to be the best? Like, I can't reach the level I'm gonna be at if I do that to myself. So that was huge. But also my dad, he uh, he is, was like, ever since I was a kid, it was always don't settle for anything less than being the best. Like he, he didn't expect perfection. He didn't demand perfection. He, but he's always said at the end of the day, when you're done, you want to be able to look back and say, you gave it everything you had. And if you don't reach the highest level, you'll be okay. You'll be, you'll be all right with it because you gave it your, you gave it your all. And so I think that was ever since I was a kid, it was like, all right, I'm gonna try and be the best I can be, and it's worked out for me so far. So that was ever that was from when I was a baby. Like Kato and Pitt came in as I started to develop a little more, but I've been getting that from him since I was a toddler. So I think he's been probably the biggest force behind all that. That's a cool story, man. That's good. That's good. Good stuff right there. You know, I always uh, respected you and EJ. You guys came in there. I I'm in there four four days a week. 
you know, and I see you guys always in there grinding, man. It's 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 fun to watch, you know, being outside in and watching you guys get after it. Now I see why you, you know, both of you guys are successful, but I see why you're successful so far because of the grind you put in and, and nobody gets to see that. It's not super, you know, as they say, super sexy out there to be grinding every day and no one sees you working in the dark. So man, I, a lot of respect for you, Noah. That's real good stuff right there, man. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you guys basically were on a college program in high school and you guys just ate it up and you didn't complain. Yeah, I could tell there's a little toot at the beginning. <laughs> no, it's like, I don't know if I can, if this is my thing, but he hung in there. And, you know, there's a couple of things that you said that I really think some of the, the athletes should take away from, especially younger athletes, is you basically, yeah, you, you have the, the, the aptitude and you have the, the talent, but the pivotal point was, really not the training. The pivotal point was your decision that, hey, I'm gonna do what it takes now to make this happen. And you match that up with what further came along. You probably already had it, but you know, in terms of your story, the give me the ball mentality, those, that's the recipe to move to the next level and not just college, but also to the pros. I mean, cause I've, I've had, we, me and EJ have shared professional athletes and those are two key mental components when you're talking about moving to the next level. Um, we're even gonna do a, another talk after this uh, about, you know, having that elite level mentality for competition. And that's what you're demonstrating is you're saying, hey, look, I'll do what I need to do to get there and I'll be responsible for the outcome of this game. You know, and I think, you know, athletes will make the decision to do the work, but they also don't, they won't have the confidence to say, okay, put it on my shoulders. And you gotta kind of be, wanna be that guy. You know, you gotta kind of wanna be the dude if you're really talking about moving to the next level. And 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 so I, I commend you for that because a lot of guys kind of want a back door and you know sit in the shadows and sports isn't like that, especially pitching, you know. <laughs> you right. can't be you can't have one foot in, one foot out and be a pitcher. So I think those are two key things just in your maturity as an athlete that I think are really going to continue to serve you well. Yeah, it's just like, like you said, I've, I've always kind of had that give me the ball mentality because I always knew that I was gonna, I was gonna put us in the best position to win. But after physically transforming myself, it turned into, yeah, he's a really good pitcher. He's one of the best on a team to me being like, kind of teams come to play, play us and they expect me. Right. And yes, that's that's all. That's what I've always wanted. I, I didn't expect anything less from myself. And now that I put in the work behind the scenes off the field, that's what it's come down to. And I'm going to continue to develop that because I know it, it, it can't stop here. It can't plateau. It can only need to. I have to keep going up this way and this way if I want to get to where I want to go, which has been my only dream my entire life is to play professional baseball. So I think that I'm going to carry. I know I'm going to carry everything I've learned here 
to the next level at Fresno State so I can just keep getting better and better so I can develop my skills, develop my, like, who I am, but also just continue on the path that I'm on. It's funny, um, Aaron, it seems like Nazaya and Noah have that 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 same mindset. You know, that's, I love this, the, our series here, the Sime podcast, because these athletes have this mindset of like, I'm coming at you, I'm aggressive, here I am. I, I wanna be a leader, I wanna step into this role. I, I want you to come at me, cause I'm coming at you. And, you know, it's something that, you know, you and I talk about all the time, Aaron, and, and Noah has that quality, man. He's like, hey, give me the ball. Like, you know, you see a guy like uh, Scherzer, Max Scherzer out there pitching for the Mets. He's like, give me the ball. I'm, I'm here. Hey, let's go, boys. Let's go. And to have that kind of energy from a pitcher, man, that's awesome. If you're a fielder or you're a hitter and you're going, this guy's going to mound, we got a W today. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. We got a W today, you know, and that just picks up your team, man. That's, you know, no, I like that about you, man, because that's leadership. Yeah, that's true leadership. And uh, you're going to go a long way because of that, man. You're going to go a long way in life because of that. So that's that's cool, man. Aaron, I tell you, man, these 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 young college dudes that want to get after it. And something that I, I hear very familiar from these guys, and I think you and I can resonate with that, Aaron, is that Nye and Noah said, hey, man, I want to be a pro player. There's yeah. nothing wrong with saying I want to be a pro player and go through the college route and do what you got to do. But they have a commitment, man. And yeah. they've made a decision that we're going to do this because we want to do it. No one else is doing it for them. Right, right. No, I mean, you got to name it and claim it, man, and, and not be <laughs> shy about it or have worry about what other people think about it. But, I, you know, again, you know, someone like you, you know, it kind of raises all boats on a team. So that's that's something that's intangible, that's of, of great value. Just going back, tell us a little bit about your experience in the recruitment process, because I know a lot of athletes are out there and, and they want to be in your shoes someday. And, and, and maybe you can give us a little, give them a little insight on kind of what your process was like you know, maybe what it was like for your parents and and, and give them some words of uh, advice. Yeah, so the number one thing is it's different for everybody. Like you can commit July after your senior year and still have the same opportunity as the dude who commits as a freshman in high school. Like <laughs> as long as you get an opportunity, that's good. That's what you have to work for. Some's gonna come early, some's gonna come late. It all depends on how late of a bloomer you are, who you know, that's probably the biggest thing. Cause like some of those guys committing as freshmen either had family that played on the team, have like family within the coaching staff. So like, or they're just that good. So it all depends on you. It's your, it's your story, not everyone else's. But for me, that was the most stressful year of my entire life. Like it was, it was, it was hard on me as a person. Like it, it affected me outside of, baseball like not positively I was stressed I was uptight about everything I was irritable but it's because of everything I had to go through like my second star junior year I threw a complete game against El Cerrito and I was like that that was kind of how it kicked off there was a, some produce there there was a bunch of colleges there and after that I had dudes from a few MLB teams a bunch of colleges emailing me being like who are you why haven't we seen you I'm like I'm here now. So <laughs> <laughs> was Fresno on your radar? 
So uh, in terms of school you wanted to go to or? Haken Zuber had been saying Fresno State and Greg Gonzalez who recruited me for like six months. And I was like, all right, all right. I did my research and I kept an open mind about it. I, I was not opposed to any school at any level, whether that's JUCO. I gave D3s some time talking to them, researching their program because I knew that it's baseball. It's college baseball. That's my goal. Wherever I'm going to end up, I'm ending up for a reason. So I want to make sure that. everyone's on my side so I have options. But in the middle of junior year, it was like I had 15 plus colleges emailing me. I had produce text me, hey, when are you starting? When are we starting? When can I see you? And I was like, I'm going to be locked up by the time the season ends. I'm going like top 25. I'm going somewhere big. <laughs> yeah. And I was on that path and then I hurt myself. And that's when everything changed. Now it's like the first thing that came into my mind was, all right, where's the best junior college in the Bay Area? So I can go there for a year and then transfer out because I, I thought I was going to have to get surgery. That's what my doctor told me at first. So my plan was be out for 10 to 12 months, maybe get a chance to throw one time senior year, go to a JUCO, absolutely grind it out and go D1 after a year. And thankfully I, I avoided that route, but it completely changed the game. It was, I had schools reaching out to me and now after I got hurt, it was like, I had to sell myself. I had to be my own like salesperson. I had to let people know who I am, what I can do for their program instead of them coming to me. And that was difficult. I would sit up in my dad's office with him making a spreadsheet of like coaches, their names, their emails for hours. I would send emails for like three hours a day just because I, I knew I wanted to go that route and I wanted to go D1, but it wasn't like I had it easy. I had to really work at it. And then once I came back, uh, I played on Tiger Scout team with D Brown and we went down to Arizona and their pitching coach down there, he was like, all right, the biggest thing for you is to put up a 90 on the board. That will change everything. You work hard to get yourself here, throw up 90 and people will pay attention. And in my first outing, I threw my first 90 mile an hour fastball of my life. And I immediately, as soon as I went home, hey, I threw 90. Here's the video. It's like 50 school. I sat there, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Before it was like a, hey, I'm 87, 89, I'm coming off injury. And now it's like, I throw 90, I'm back. What can I do for you? And that attracted attention, just like the pitching coach said. And that really changed the game. That was the second week of September. And six weeks later, I committed. So it was really like, it was an up and down journey. It went from, I had people coming to me. I was like a hot commodity. I was like, all right, I'm going to get to choose to immediately like, I'm not going anywhere. And then back up to, all right, I have some options. And then I took a visit at Fresno, November 1st of last year. And after about a two hour tour, I went out to lunch with my family to discuss. And I called Pick and I told him everything that happened he goes what are you talking to me for and, like, <laughs> and that was that it was a crazy ass process it was not fun it was not sexy it was a lot of hard work a lot of emotion but it everything that I wanted in the school I got so I feel like to me I'm in the most perfect situation you know, it's funny, Noah, because, you know, I've been doing college recruiting for about 20 years, over 25 years, helping athletes get to college. And I, I tell I tell them the story that you lived, that it's not sexy, that you have to reach out and talk to schools and that there's numbers you have to hit 
and there are things you have to do and you got to hang in there and you got to grind and hang in there. You're going to hear some yeses. You're going to hear some noes. You're going to be high. You're going to be low, but it's a journey. And it's a journey for many of those 3% of players that really get a chance to play division one baseball. And, and a lot of people don't understand that, you know, that if you're on your high school team, only 7% of the players get a chance to play college baseball. And that journey you said is you put in the time and effort with your father and you put in the time and effort with Aaron and the time and effort with Pick and you probably did some other stuff too. But it's a journey, man. And, if par and parents and other athletes that are out there listening to us today, understand that this Noah Zirkel, he it, that's the real in this college recruiting thing. He's telling you what happens is the truth. So Noah, I appreciate you sharing that 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 journey a little bit there because uh, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of student athletes, a lot of parents and people out there need to hear that that that's real. It was not it was not like the like the guys on Instagram you see that are committing to like Stanford or another super high level like top twenty five college world series D one as like an eighth grader or a freshman. That's not how it is for pretty much everybody. It's you have to work your ass off to get to where you're at. You have to trust that it's gonna happen and it will. If you don't trust it or you don't trust yourself, then it might not happen for you. It is as hard of a grind as it is getting myself back in physical shape, getting to the level I'm at on the field. You have to put in the same amount of effort off the field if you wanna to get to that point. And if not, then maybe it's not for you. Yeah, I mean, you led with two great takeaways. One, you said the process was different is different for everyone. Yeah. And I and I think people have to realize that even though on these, we try and pull out some commonalities and so that, you know, if there are some similarities or ways that, you know, they can follow um, uh, a takeaway from your story, I think that that's a value. But the other thing that I really like, I don't think you're the only person who's ever said this, is that you were open to everyone. Yes. And I, it, there's so many athletes I talk to. I only got to go D1. I can't do a JC. I got, you know, I can only play here. I can only, and and you, I love that, you know, your, you and your parents were both in accordance on the open to everything. You know, playing baseball at the next level is playing baseball at the next level. And, and you can continue to make your moves from there. And, and you're, you're someone who, who, you know, wants to play Major League Baseball and you're open to playing D3, you're open to playing JC, you know, that's the type of mentality that I, we need to see more of because if you shut yourself off and say, well, I'm only going to play in this narrow band or only play in this narrow, the athlete you are at, I say it all the time, the athlete you are at 10 is an athlete you're going to be at 15. The athlete you are at 15 isn't going to be, the, you're not the same athlete at, at 20. The athlete you are at 20 is not the same athlete you're going to be at 22, 23. And you got to keep those doors open to continue to go through the process. And having that mentality allows you to do that versus, you know, hey, well, it didn't work out because of this vision I had so well forget it and i think that's just so important you want to play ball yeah. and you know you have the confidence in yourself that whatever path i take i'm still gonna get there 
And I think that there needs to be more of that versus, well, I'm going to do this whole pristine, go D1, and then after my third year, I'm going to get signed. And <laughs> there's so many different ways to get there. Yeah. Uh, amen. Amen, Aaron. Amen to that. Yeah. Like my biggest thing through every school I talked to, I was like, I just need an opportunity. Like one thing that I had with Fresno, I had like, I asked him a question. I was like, I love everything about your school, but I need to, I need to like make sure that I'm coming here to make an impact. I did not want to go to some big, fancy, huge D1 school playing on ESPN to sit for four years. I would rather go JC. I would rather go D3 because I just want to be on the field making an impact. Because I know if I get that opportunity, I'm going to absolutely kill it. They will so find my you. Biggest, yeah. My biggest thing was talking to every school. It was, I want to make sure that I'm coming into your school to make an impact. And I found that place. Luckily for me, it was really easy because it was perfect. But like I gave everyone the same speech. I gave everyone the same talk, like asked the same questions because I knew that whatever school is like good enough. And like, I, I was really appreciative for everyone that I talked to because I knew that they liked me and I knew that they trusted me with their team and their program and winning them games. So I was just like, I'm gonna give them all the same time. I'm gonna ask all the same questions. I wanna make sure that I'm making an opportunity or I'm getting an opportunity at their school to make the best of it and make an impact on the field. And I don't care if that was a junior college. I don't care if that's Cal. I don't care who it is. I just needed my foot in the door and then I knew I'd take care of the rest. So I was not picky. Great. Love it, man. That's good Great stuff. Attitude. Great attitude. I mean, again, you got to match the the mental with the physical. You have to. And there's a certain way of, of navigating this stuff and, and moving about, you know, life in general, that when you match that up with talent, good things are only going to happen. So I see Absolutely. that in you, man. See that. I tell you, that's, uh, you know, Aaron, it's kind of refreshing to be honest with you. It's, it's refreshing to be around a, a young man that is focused and wants to be the best they can be. And that's all you can ever ask of anybody to be the best that they can be. But it's also very genuine too. You know, it's like, it's not a, uh, He's not selling himself. He is who he is. He's true to his cause, very much like a Naziah. Those yeah. guys are very true to their cause. And they're not about the Instagram. They're not about the social media, like watch me do this. It's all about what's in their heart and what's in their soul when they get out there and do it. Yeah, yeah I didn't even know the guy won NCS until I kind of, until I asked him. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? right? Oh yeah, we, you know. <laughs> like just do a no-no in NCS. We won, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Hey, what, uh, real quick, because we got to get out of here. But um, one piece of advice you'd give the high school freshman? Uh, oh, this is easy. So I, my, so I coach my 13-year team here. I'm an assistant coach, and I've been talking to a lot of them because half of them are going to high school, and I've been saying the exact same thing to them make relationships with everybody like one i think my favorite part of this year was not what i did on the field it was being able to be that mentor giving that advice to the freshmen that we have and i would say i saw the full spectrum i came in as a freshman and i really relied on the seniors we had on our team to help me get to where i'm at and after the ncs game 
I gave them shout outs in all the interviews. I was like, I'm not, I don't get to where I'm at without them because they showed me the ropes. They showed me how to act. They showed me how to play, what I have to do. And I was really thankful for them. And so what I tell all of my kids, I was like, you guys need to make relationships with everybody, coaches, teammates, because when you're down, you need, you're going to have to rely on them. When you're up, you can support them and bring them up to your level. Because if everyone around you is playing at your level, and that's the highest level, you guys will be unstoppable. It'll make baseball fun. And I think that's one of the biggest things I'm going to take away from high school. That's just my teammates, my coaches, you guys, like everybody I've interacted with is just the relationships I've made with people because that's helped me to get to where I am. I can't, I can't do this alone. I would not have been able to be here without everyone that's been part of this journey. So I would say just make sure that you're like really embracing everyone around you and supporting them because you're going to need it eventually. And that was huge for me. Love that, man. Love that. I mean, this guy, you know, he you're coming from a different direction that we don't hear from a lot of young athletes in terms of, you know, the, the mental and the social and the relationships and things like that. And, and that's a very key component to being an elite level athlete. So, you know, you're, you're, you're I guess you're, you're, you've got some dog years or you're old for your age, <laughs> athletic wise, but you got an old soul or something, but it, great answer, man. I love that. Um, we got to wrap it up. EJ, do you have any parting comments? No, it's great to have Noah. We, we really appreciate you, you you speaking to everyone today. And uh, Noah, best of luck to you, man. Really best of luck to you in the future. And I will be watching the Bulldogs over there at Fresno State. That's what right. Noah Zirkle's Zirkle's doing. Now. We got Isaiah Thompson and Noah Zirkle. So, I really appreciate you guys. Like this, being able to come in every day and put in the work is just been life-changing for me. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to uh, our podcast today. This is Coach EJ, the source. The, <laughs> the brand. The brand. <laughs> I did it again, didn't I? I always think about the – I'm always thinking about Aaron, man, going, this, uh, this is the brand, EJ. <laughs> this is Aaron Thigpen, the source. Hey, you can bring the source. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The brand's better, brother. The brand's All better. Right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. See you. All right. <laughs>